listening to Barstool Bender. Oh, I'm supposed to go when you... A point, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try it again. Nah, just keep that shit in. Just start talking, Dave. Welcome back to another awesome episode of Barstool Banter. I'm your host, Dave. With me, as always, is the amazing and beautiful Nikki. Hello. And, of course, we can't forget our very funny and talented and now-traveling bartender, Johnny. Dave, I gotta tell you, man, it warms my heart to see after a brief stint. <laughs> Five <laughs> of them. <laughs> How long is a stint, by the way? <laughs> about two weeks. <laughs> yeah, about two weeks. Uh, we also have with us the man who makes us uh, not sound like complete jackasses, Kane. Hello. It's always a pleasure having you here, making sure we don't fuck up. I got nothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we have with us today a 20-year veteran of the DJ business, Eric Kramer Larson. Uh, you're no relation to Kane, correct? No, not at all. He's he's an EN. I'm an ON. Is that, is that an issue between the two large? No, not it, at all. Well, not an no, issue. It's, it's not like the Hatfields and McCoys or anything like that. It's, it's just, just a different damn. spelling. Yeah. It's just an ON is better than an EN. I know there is a rivalry <laughs> between the John Sun and the John Sens, though. EN does come first, though. That's not always yeah, a good right. thing, Kane. We'll go with that. Yeah, it's <laughs> not always best to come first. Although, if you ain't first, you're last. Well, it's wonderful to have you here on Barstool Banter with us, uh, Eric. Uh, on our podcast, we try to emulate typical bar conversations. Tell a few funny stories and highlight some of the great people that make the bar life in the Twin Ports such a vibrant culture. We we are also going to learn something about you and the musical voodoo that you do. Uh, that being said, let us partake in the great conversation lubricant and get this started. Eric, cheers. Thank you cheers. for coming on. Thanks for having it. All right. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, um, you have been in the industry for 20 years. Yes. And have since branched out on your own and founded Euphoric Entertainment? Correct, yes. Uh, how long have you been um, captaining your own ship there? Going on three years now. Three years? Nice. Yes. And it's got to be a little tough starting a DJ business, especially here in the Twin Ports. Not really, considering uh, the background that I've had and the relationships that I already have with venues and vendors. It hasn't been that hard of a task to do. Okay. Considering all the people that I know and the experience that I've already had. So it's pretty pretty smooth transition going from um, where I came from to where I'm currently at. All right, so be- becoming a small business owner, it is an enormous risk uh, with great reward. Uh, what was the catalyst for you to manifest your own destiny in this way? And what's the, your favorite part about it? I think the reason why I decided to go out on my own way was to make it more personable to the client. Working for another company for 17 years before I decided to branch out on my own, there's too much that gets lost in translation okay. to uh, a client specifically calling into the company and asking for the services. And then, because you're only talking to two, you're talking to two different people in the office that answer the phone. And either <clears throat> you're going to get the runaround from them and lose that whole personal touch because they can go, well, um, I'm not available, but I'm going to suggest another DJ. And then they give, the client gives the office worker all the information that they need in terms of their wedding. And then it gets translated to that specific DJ. And the reason why I decided to branch out on myself is because I'm the only one. You call me to book your wedding or your event. I'm the only one that you're talking to. 
and I'm going to be your DJ. I'm not translating any of the information that you're telling me to another DJ that can get lost in translation. Yeah. And I have the ability to meet with the client one-on-one, whether it be in a bar or a restaurant or wherever they'd like to go. I'll bring my iPad and go over every specific detail. So nothing is lost in translation from one person to the other. Songs don't get lost in translation because there have been times where I've gone to weddings with the other company that I worked for, and I would get to my show, and the songs wouldn't even be there Huh? that were on the planner. I mean, specific songs like father-daughter dance and even our first song. So I'm struggling to find those. Standing on my head with one leg up in the air trying to get Wi-Fi to uh, download it off of iTunes or, or Spotify. So it's... It's a, a way better avenue that I've gone down um, as opposed to having all the information translated to me from somebody else. Because I don't get to talk to the client when I worked for that other company. Right. It was all translated and never got the opportunity to meet with the client. Sometimes. Basically, you're given a very cold list. You know, yeah. This is yeah. what's going to happen. Right. So you're able to do like a more personal experience. And I, I got to say, like I've been to more than... I would like to have seen weddings where the DJ does not know the couple. They they don't. Right. They either mispronounce their name or in the case of the most recent wedding that I was at, the DJ called up just I'm guessing they had no idea what oh, was going on. Yeah, I remember that. One. Called up a dead parent. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> no. I don't know how they didn't know like they they obviously That was the DJ, right? Have, and the DJ Decided and to minutes do before. The, the father-daughter dance. Right. Yeah. The bride's father died like a year ago. And Not minute- even like it was so fresh. Right. And the whole crowd was just like hush. Yeah. Crickets. Just yeah. just crickets. Mm-hmm. And finally, like, he sat there in such an awkward pause that the mother of the bride got up in tears. And the, the bride crying and the mother crying who had just lost their father and husband they danced but that was such an awkward moment oh fuck yeah it was and that's something that you can you can provide you can get to know your people you know that's that's huge but but sometimes i mean and i'm not defending that specific dj at all either the client it wasn't around here no it was down in iowa either, either the client didn't put that in the notes and the dj just assumed or it just wasn't translated from the office people to yeah. the DJ. So it's, it's probably what it was because it was yeah. uh, it, it was a weird destination wedding that that these people had. They had a destination wedding in the middle of Iowa. Well, she was from she was from Iowa. Oh, was she? Yeah. So yeah. you know, I was not like the huge destination no, no. wedding. I want to go to Des Moines was, and yeah. get married. <laughs> you can't you can't see the hashtags in destination, but not the hashtags. That's not right. The destination only meaning you had quotes. to go somewhere. <laughs> you come to us <laughs> and, and the person that we were going there for that was technically like why are they getting married there but like the bride was from right yep her, that was her hometown yeah. Yeah. yeah wow well i got a interesting story about not having a personal relationship but i think it was just the priest was so goddamn old i was at one of my cousin's weddings yeah he had gotten the bride's name wrong referred to marriage as an unbearable bond as opposed to an unbreakable one and then he f- he fell asleep during the uh, like the the readings of the scripture or whatever, and we couldn't tell if he was dead or alive. So like the best man was actually elected to go and just like poke Put a him, spoon under poke his him, nose. poke him to make sure he was. Oh <laughs> he, actually, he actually woke up. Yeah, it was definitely no 
Definitely know the people who are emceeing and dealing with your once-in-a-lifetime event. Oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to be kind of on top of your game. You really got to be on top of your game. And, you know, you got to look over the planner six, seven, twelve times before you even get to the event to even set up. And make sure that all your ducks are in a row and you know who everybody is and how to pronounce their names, of course. Because you can call Brooke Amy, and that's the name of the bride. Her name's Brooke, but you call her Amy. It happens. But you don't want to do that. Right. Especially if it's her ex-girlfriend or something. Exactly. That'd be real bad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have you had a experience... Um, setting up or just kind of like a left field moment where you thought you were super prepared for an event and you got there and you were like, okay, this is. No, it happens all the time. It, it, it happens more times than you would actually think that it does. And you have to, you got to be, you know, Johnny on the spot and you got to be able to adapt to it because things are going to come up last minute, no matter what you can have a beautiful day wake up in the morning and go, all right, this wedding is going to kick ass. And then you get there four hours later, and it can start to sprinkle, and it can do this, and it can do that, and, and thunder and lightning. So you have to be able to adapt in that moment, and you can't blame the client for it at all because it's not their problem. Right. Right. Or if something changes last minute and they're more worried about getting through their day, they're not going to call you on your way there. Until you get there and go, oh, Eric, okay, we had a little change of plans. The ceremony is going to be here instead of there. We're going to do the reception um, inside of, let's say, uh, Glensheen, for a perfect example, rather than have it underneath the tent because inclement weather is going to come. All right, no problem. So either you adapt to it or you don't. And that that's the difference between a good DJ and a bad DJ. Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, that DJ that doesn't have the experience will just blame the client. Well, it's not my fault. You know, this isn't my problem. Well, it's your job. Why do I got to move here when the original plan was going to be here? Well, don't take it out on the client. That's the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. Because it's... That's not how you get a referral. Well, exactly. Right. No. Right, you're right. not going to get a referral. You're not going to get anything out of that. You're just going to upset the client, and it's not going to make your show go any better. No. If if you show up and there's a change, you adapt to it. I imagine you travel with a crap load of extension cords because um, I can imagine like the change of venue. Yeah. Like, All right, DJ set up over there, and you're like, there's no outlets. Right. I don't. <laughs> well, what I like to do is if it's if it's at a venue where I've never been, I'll contact the venue and find out what their setup is, and go where is the nearest outlet? Where can I plug in? Well, nine times out of ten, they'll run an extension cord for you. Um, rather than asking the client that over the phone, because that's that's not their deal. No, not at all. It, it's smart to call ahead to the venue and find out that information. Yeah. Uh, now, what services uh, do you for, th- does your fort provide? Karaoke, light, special effects. That type? I'll pretty much do anything that the client needs. Um, as far as uplighting goes, I don't provide that service just yet, since I've only been fresh off the boat so to speak, for almost three years. But I do refer other vendors that do have that, which I have a good rapport for. So if okay. anybody needed up lighting, I would always suggest Duluth Event Lighting um, as opposed to anybody else. So if, there's, if there is a, a service that they need that I don't have, I have a laundry list of vendors nice. that I can suggest 
for them nice. to do. So you're you're not afraid to give other people business? No, not at all. Because it, it, in this industry, it's it's always people helping people. Right. You know, DJ to DJ. Yeah, it is cutthroat because you're always going to find a guy that'll do it for way less. Oh yeah. And nine times out of ten, the client is looking for way less. However, you don't know how long they've been doing it, what kind of equipment they have, and if they're going to be able to meet every specific need. Yeah. It's, yeah, I'll, I'll say it. I'm, I'm more of a top-tier, higher-priced DJ, but you're going to get everything that you could possibly need with that rather than going with somebody that'll do it for two, $300, which is a guy that's probably using home stereo speakers and uh, a discman. And has absolutely no idea what's going on because I've seen it. I've seen <laughs> better, better, better a discman. I've, you better. Does he have enough battery life with the ES, ESB boost no, on there? there? Just, I, just I, to make sure the dance on, floor is. I got to replace the I, batteries here. No, I will. I, I got to change CDs. All, all I can honestly, think about I, is the I, Mirth I'm Mobile. Not the, the very first DJ company that I worked for. I when went in, got all the gear, went and did the show, opened up the mixer board. And it was, I shit you not, three Sony Discmans Velcroed to the top, which were plugged into the mixer board. Oh, that's ghetto fab. And and nine times out of ten, you'd have three, but only two of the three worked. <laughs> God damn. Sounds it, like our setup here. It happens. It does. <laughs> it, it, it does happen. I can only picture the Mirthmobile on Wednesday. Yeah, and, and, and when I first started out, it was, CD it was CDs and mini discs, and you'd get people, you'd get a dance floor packed, and people would come out to the dance floor and start hopping to the cha-cha slide, and the CD would skip. Yeah. So you'd have to stop and tell people to, you know, take six steps away from the DJ Guys, table. Guys, calm down. Yeah. You're having too take much Take it back fun. now, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> no hops this time. No hops this time. Slide gently to the left. <laughs> <laughs> gently to the right <laughs> but now everything's digital so it, it works out great no more skipping. i do remember the school dances uh of cd skipping You'd be yeah like in the middle of uh i don't know cotton eyed joe i'm gonna go with because that's my age that's perfect yeah and then all of a sudden it would just be like skip 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 or even that you you could be slow dancing to boys to men end of the road at at the, at the very end of your junior high dance in the CD, you'll skip. No. It's happened. Uh, so we're kind of getting into, but you offer karaoke services. Yes. Uh, no no lights as of, as of yet. But no, like, I, have, I have effects lighting. Oh, okay. Right but on. as far as up lighting, which I was telling Dave, okay. um, as far as like the, the ambient up the wall type stuff, I highly recommend Duluth Event Lighting. So it's it's always vendors helping out vendors. Well, real quick, uh, we just hit our first fifteen minute. Do this shot. So I just have to like throw out there, Eric and Euphoric uh, Entertainment was the DJ at my your reunion X year class reunion. I'm gonna go X year because yeah. We don't want to age you. Yeah. X year. But we had. She does a fine had, job of that herself. We had like fine wine, Nikki. Right, I know. Uh, it's like a boxed wine that's been aging for thirty. Why? Why do I have to be in a box? Franzia. Franzia. <laughs> Sounds fancy. Aged five years. Can I be like an aged? In its own polyurethane plastic. 
<laughs> so you really get the notes of, I don't know. So basically, you're just a giant juice box. Aren't we all? I mean, I mean we're 70% water. Right. You're yeah. a finely aged juice box. Juice me. <laughs> Are you a squirter? Moving on, Nikki was... Per- Ask you know. the bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> who? <laughs> hey, man, that's my job. That's um, what I do. I try to crack you up. That's it. To answer your question, yes. <laughs> Continue your question. And once again, Nikki lost her train of thought. Yes. It's because Kane walked away. Kane keeps me focused. Eric was the DJ at our class reunion, and it, I had a great night. In fact, it was downstairs here at Tower Avenue Tavern. And uh, there was karaoke. There was amazing music from the 90s, late 90s, right. and, early and, 2000s. And karaoke and, was just a, uh, an off-the-cuff kind of thing. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, you when you called the book, you didn't mention anything about karaoke, I don't think. Oh, I... Because it was that long well, ago. I but, didn't technically call you. I was talking to the bar. Uh, yeah, I think right, that, Andy. Yeah, I think I was set up with Andy. Yeah. But, and I mentioned karaoke. I said, I want a DJ. He said, I'll get you a DJ. I'm like, do you have any, do you know any DJs that can do like DJ and karaoke? Cause I had a few people in my class yep. that were, let's do some karaoke. And mm-hmm. well, hell yeah. yeah. It happened. You know, class reunions are becoming fickle cause people, we're all in contact on social media. I mean, really. And you talk to with, with your, your phones and your social media, you are in contact with people you actually want to talk to. Yeah. This is people's general opinion. And, and, and even, in the, even in the majority of, of doing class reunions from doing it for 20 years, nine times out of ten, I'm just a jukebox in the background. They don't, they don't get out and dance. They don't do anything. I, I believe there was a lot you know, of dancing. With the exception of yours. Yeah, we did. But other, other class reunions that I've done, they show up. They say hi, they have their dinner, and then they leave. So, well, sounds fun. So it's a lot like the, the, the high school dances of, of yore where they just stood on opposite sides of exactly. the wall. Yeah, yeah it, it's oh. a coin flip. Well, I think that... Um, and depending on where you were on the wall was how cool you were, too. If I remember right, right from high school. Yeah, it was always directly opposite of the most developed. Yes. <laughs> if you were six yeah, bleachers have. up, you... No. They I must have fallen into no man's land because I have no idea. I know I fall. No, you fell into man's land. That's why no, you have no, no idea. No pants. <laughs> Nikki, that's where babies come from. Just FYI. I totally did not. I was not that person in high school. <laughs> in fact, I was not that person until like my late twenties, early thirties. Like, anyway. But anyways, with uh, all the cancellations and the restrictions that we have going on right now. Um, have you noticed bookings starting back up now slowly? No. No? No, not at all. Not at all? It, it, this this whole COVID-19 has been an absolute nightmare for the wedding industry. But we are extremely compassionate and we are extremely um, able to move things around for the client that is, that is already booked. Um, I've had six reschedules and two cancellations so far and i just had a phone call today before i got here about the possibility of rescheduling into 2021 and holy shit yeah i was about to ask if your 2021 is booked solid and and that's and that's the thing that that's evidently gonna not necessarily hurt me it it might help me because i do a lot of wedding expos 
at, at the deck and I do it in at Lutzen and, and Gray Salon and here, there, and everywhere. But um, I just had another one that was all gung-ho for July 11th up the North Shore at Lutzen, which is one of my favorite venues to be at. And they're, they're kind of on the fence. It's, okay, we still want you to do the ceremony and do the dinner and introduce the wedding couple and do the first dance and the father-daughter dance and all that stuff, but we can't have a full-on dance. Can we reschedule <laughs> to July 10th of 2021? So they're wanting to do like just a close-knit family right thing yeah. and then next and then year do a big reception later on with yeah i think that's the best the best oh, way to yeah. do it in these I times don't, i don't think it's 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 one of those things it's we we still want you this year but we're kind of on the fence if we move it to next year then it'll be a hundred percent rather hmm. than all these stupid restrictions yeah um about six feet distance and you can't have people here there and everywhere and i've talked to even photographers and uh, caterers and wedding venues and and we're all just damn it but you have to be considerate to the client and if they're already booked with me i'm more than happy to to move the date now to the following year so it's not that it's not that big of a problem for, for me for 2020 yeah, it sucks financially, but I, I get it. Yeah, it's well, what do you do? Yeah, there isn't anything that I can do. I you know, be, and even in Wisconsin, where everything was lifted, it's businesses are still being very hesitant about letting large groups in, yeah. and which I guess is the responsible thing to do. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who are just jumping into life as usual, but at the same time, you still have the people that are social distancing and, and right. whatnot. And like, I, I walk into a grocery store and it's like, I'm going to just go into the grocery store because in my head, I'm like the business as usual. Everything's mm-hmm. open. Right. And then I have people who they get too close to me within three, no, four feet. And they're like, right. oh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And right. I actually had one lady who was like, I'm so scared to be in public around people. And I'm like, holy crap. But I've been secluded from that group of people. Right. Yeah. I, I don't, so when yeah. I find, when I run into that, I'm like, I don't know how to react. And, and even to, to me, uh, I think about it in the back of my head. It's like, it, it's all family. It, it's, yeah. all, it's all friends. You've done what you needed to do, but it's not up to them. It, it's, it's the restrictions that the state has put on. You can't blame the client. No. You can't blame the venue. Yeah, everybody's just trying to, uh, you know, be as responsible with this as they possibly Blame Batman. Blame Batman. Blame Batman. Like, are you being responsible because you feel like it's the right thing to do? Why are we blaming Batman? Because it's the right thing to do? Because Batman? Yeah, that's how this all started. Where did Batman come from? Batman didn't bite the bat. China. No. Ozzy <laughs> bit the bat. No, no, but it nobody came, cared. The virus totally came from bad. a bat. When Ozzy bit the bat, there wasn't a pandemic. Yeah, nobody cared. Happened? Yeah, but Ozzy's I don't, shit. I, so Ozzy's like, probably immortal. I mean, him and Keith Richards are probably going to be the last two people alive with all the cockroaches. <laughs> Fighting like, like and uh, fighting, yeah, fighting opposing, White. fighting opposing and Betty White. And Betty Hang White's in there, Betty. The queen of them all. <laughs> this is going to be an ultimate street fight. In it's going to be. It's going to be Ozzie, Ozzie Keith Richards, Keith Richards, and Betty White rolling both of them. 
God, Any, Betty White. Okay. Betty White's going to be walking around the ring with the round one and the round two cards. <laughs> She's going to be the ring lady. Yeah. She just By the way, did you one. see her ever? Like, she did some like yes, playing cards and whatever else. Like back in her day as a pinup girl. Yeah. Betty White was uh, oh, was yeah. a well, there's, dish, there's man. Hot piece. Oh, there, there's oh, a reason why Betty White is my number one on celebrities I would have sex with. Wow. Even now? Just Even now. Even now. I don't Just care. Just for the story? Or uh, yeah. you'd really enjoy it? Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, take, I'd take bets on whose hip gave out first. <laughs> 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 Who was the first one that had to take a heart pill? Oh, damn. Damn. Bet you it's you now, You were both at the same time. Uh, odds went up high on you. Yeah, they did. Oh, <laughs> All right. So, anyway, Eric... Do you have any interesting, funny, or downright bizarre stories of oh, things are, happening? There are plenty over the while working years. as a DJ. Some some are simple. There have been all the groomsmen got naked and jumped in Lake Superior one night. So uh, about all those best men jumping into the lake naked, I bet the bridesmaids were having second thoughts on their choices when they came back out. <laughs> I don't even think they knew that it was even going on because it was it was talked about. And and who am I to deny that? Didn't benefit me at all, really. But if anybody's going to do anything crazy at a wedding, I'm not going to poo poo it. The only thing that I that I despise at a wedding is the kidnapping of the bride and groom. I hate it. Kidnapping of the bride and groom. Yeah, where the groomsmen will kidnap the bride and they'll go bar hop because I've had it happen before, and they were gone right after the dollar dance. They decided to kidnap the bride. They decided to kidnap the groom. They didn't come back for two and a half hours. No, the wedding dies. The dance yeah. dies. Once you eliminate the bride and groom from oh. the venue, you're done. Yeah. Nobody's going to dance. Nobody's going to have a good time, and you can't keep direction and, and a flow to it. Let's keep the bar as an open so, bar. Right. Tip for anybody exactly. who's getting married, if you're going to do the kidnapping thing, and and they don't do it they, on the bachelor bachelor. They don't and they don't do like, that anymore. But that's that's just one thing that I'm glad has fizzled out in the 20 years that I've been doing it. Is the kidnapping? These people that I come never knew that was a thing. These people that come to your yeah, wedding the reception, they they you've never heard of that. No, no. although it would be interesting if you actually staged it like a kidnapping. You drove oh my a panel van <laughs> and you just like <laughs> shook the hood over them and you pull it, you, yeah. you yank There's them in there and just watch in the everybody freak the fuck out. I'd be like, ah, you got us. There's a ransom note left. Yeah. <laughs> but you can do whatever weird shit you want prior to the bride and groom showing up to the reception. You can do that at a bachelorette party. Otherwise, or the bachelor killing party. the reception for all the people that came and brought you gifts. Because I yep. guarantee you the people that bride and grooms, I guarantee you the people that do the stealing of whatever and the bar yep. hopping, yep. they probably didn't bring you a good... <laughs> See, Nikki's got it locked down. Well, yeah, well, Nikki's been married twice already. So yeah. I here's your regifted toaster. You need to pay some yeah. homage to the people that came and brought you a great gift. Exactly. Give them a good party. And, and I mean, it's, it's not even it. it's not even the value of the gift. It's the fact that yes, you got invited. Yes, you get to go to this beautiful venue, and yes, you get to eat this extravagant dinner. Don't take the bride and groom out of the equation and bring them back two hours later. So I uh, completely have killed the vibe. The, the only way I can really, you know, think to compare this with something is it'd be like if 
the lord of the land that you live on show up to your wedding and be like, I'm enacting prima nocta and I'm going to. The whole Braveheart thing? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. Pretty much going to kill the wedding right yeah. there. And with that being said, it is shot time. To, to prima nocta. To, to prima nocta. For those of you who don't know, that's. That's that, when the lord of the land would have sex with. One of with with the with, bride, with the bride, the bride to on her wedding. Bless the marriage. Yeah. Look at you trying to be like sexually correct. Not sexually correct. That's not the right term. Politically um, correct. William well, Wallace ish. He was trying to make sure that it was okay. To Actually, he was a noble. Was the one. Well, he had. He didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, there. Gotta change that up. That. But there is. There is a, a a story that I need to share that didn't happen. At a wedding that I did. Okay. Oh, please do. Yes, uh, please share it. The bride and groom went through the whole the whole ceremony. They get to the reception, have dinner. Everything is great. Best man does his speech. Maid of honor does her speech. Groom thanks everybody for coming. Bride gets on the microphone, thanks everybody for coming, and then asks everyone to look under their chairs. Straight Oprah style. Which are yeah. pictures of her maid of honor sleeping with the groom. <laughs> oh! Total, total, yes! total mic drop, and she walked out of the room. I'm going to go with a forewent the signing of the marriage license. It was already signed. She went. She the signed. Whole day. She oh, she was went, trying to get. There was obviously yeah. no prenuptial agreement she, on that. Uh, she knew oh, it. Oh man, preempted and just went through it just to kick him in the ass. Went through the whole day. Epic. I, I do, want to. Meet, I do. I want to meet this girl. I do I too. Want, I do uh, not want, want to meet girl. this girl. It was like the <laughs> ultimate burn. I do not yeah, want to meet this girl. Yeah. I do. No, yeah. I want to. Well, the ultimate burn would, you know, if they got I'm, chlamydia or whatever. I want to have this girl on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's not chlamydia. It's not the ultimate burn, but I'm sure there's the gonorrhea, other ones. Whatever. <laughs> it wasn't at a wedding that I did. If I did, I'd give you her number. Uh, lady, uh, lady, if, lady, if yeah. you were, lady, if you are out there and you are listening, contact any I of need us. To meet yes. you. We would I need love to, meet to talk you to you and have a conversation. <laughs> That is probably the most I mean, story I've heard. I mean, because you, you've got you've got to go have all that all those pictures printed out. You got to have put them in envelopes, tape them to chairs. You got to go through the whole fuck. It I takes a lot of fucking sheer willpower, and to, to keep go that th- yes. to keep that so close to the chest. She probably had to do that all herself. Yeah, yeah. Like that's an know? ultimate slow clap to the bride. I can you. see, <sighs> I can see the uh, motivation behind that. I really can. Somebody yeah. who's been divorced twice, I can and, and wronged. Like severely wronged. Like I get how somebody could do that. I really do, and I hope we that, see how you get that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope that the uh, groom's parents were paying for that wedding. I, I, and not I hers. bet they were. Yeah, I bet she held out. I want to meet know, not not only the best slow burn. Yeah, I don't even know where it happened. It was just <sighs> guarantee that groom got taken to the cleaners right afterwards. Oh, too. I guarantee. Like, Papers are signed. Half your shit's mine, motherfucker. Yep. Yep. Whew. Okay, so let's good on you, lady. Whoever the fuck you are, <laughs> no, really want uh, you. Fuck. Uh, well, th- this beer is for you. Absolutely. Um, cheers to you. Jesus. So, I mean, things things do happen, and, and things go crazy. And I've I've had it out with with guests, and I've I've walked out of the venue just to get some air, 
and came back in and a best man was behind my dj setup just touching my stuff and oh fuck you don't do that moving things around and security and and all that things but you 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 deal with the drunks just like any bartender does probably worse we at least have a you you have a barrier and and so do i but it's you you get you get the jackasses that that are you need to play if you played this song it'll get the crowd going like okay what is it well it's it's sandstorm like really oh my god I'll give you five dollars if you play. Are, are we talking about the original Darude Sandstorm, yes. or are yes, we talking exactly. about a new remix? It's I it's mean. it's the techno, <laughs> the whatever. Let me guess, it doesn't happen. And it it the plane crashes before it even takes off. Yeah. But it, it it's nice to go. Well, this gentleman requested it, so you throw him in front of the bus, you know, and and that's. Not necessarily what I do, but I, I get that a lot. It's oh. play ACDC Thunderstruck. This one goes out by request by Kyle. <laughs> I'm not going to play ACDC Thunderstruck at 7.30. Great song if no. you're at a hockey game, but not at a wedding yeah. reception well, I'm gonna, at 7 p.m. Well, then let's let's go toe-to-toe. I'm like, really? You want to fight me at your best friend's wedding? Because I can guarantee you that you're going to leave before I leave. Oh. And if you get confrontational, I have every right to kick you out. Because if I have if to you leave, don't leave, it's done. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't leave, I shut it down. Yeah. You know, it's it's that no confrontational conflict contrast so, that I have in my contract. So uh, speaking of uh, Darude Sandstorm, uh, do you have a list of songs that you absolutely will not play? How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a list of songs that in get, my twenty let, years. Let's, let's do like a let's do a let's do a top ten in the reasons. How about top that? 10? Top yeah, ten yeah. in the reasons. I'm not even give you the reasons because I I'm sure that I that when I give you these ten songs, you'll be able to go. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. In no specific order. Old time rock and roll. Bob Seger. Love Shack. B fifty twos. Ah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty woman. Roy Orbison. These are all like classic standbys. They are classic. Oh, they, they are the ones that I that I roll out in the beginning to, to get Grandma and Grandpa out on the dance floor. Oh, but you don't like by request? But, but, Absolutely yeah, fucking not. But, but these are. All right. I you mean, play quietly it, while people are eating dinner. Uh, no, the, these are ones that open the dance floor after the first dance and all uh. that stuff. But uh, Black Eyed Peas, any song, <laughs> any song, Black Eyed Peas. I'm not familiar with that one. Any song? Because, because <laughs> to me... Oh, any song. Eyes, oh, okay. Black Eyed Peas are like for people that hate rock, and then it's like for people that hate rap. So it, it they go hand in hand. But they don't want to be labeled as pop either, though. But they like crap. Uh, crap. Yep, exactly. Uh, where are we at, number-wise? We had four. Uh, I think you had four. 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 Yeah. Well, technically... The entire album, Black Eyed Peas, and I really hate to kick Nikki off her bar stool, but Cotton Eye Joe, because you mentioned it. Earlier. <laughs> <laughs> however, there, is, however, it's a crowd pleaser. But for me, it's like if I hear it again, and and these are songs that, that you do know what that song's that, about, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but no, they, they don't. Hear, yeah, I don't know if he did, but 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 they're favorites. It was amazing when it. It was great, and and it, it's and and. Uh, <laughs> and and all but it, it's a it's a great wrap up. Cotton Eye Joe is a great wrap up if you play a country set. 
But I was like a junior. You know, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy is another song that I hate because I played it seven times at a wedding when it first came out. And it was it, it's a crowd pleaser, but... Any guy who owns a pair of boots and a hat wants that song. I'm going wedding. from personal experience. And they brought their own Red Solo Cup. I'll fill wow. you up. That one came and died real quick. Let's have a party. But if you get... <laughs> if you get... A I think you're at of, I think you're at six too. Still, by the way, if, yeah, Red Solo Cup. It, Red Solo Cup is a great song to play if the majority of the guests are Packer fans. If like the room is split, oh, but yet you, you base go. it you base it off of Packer Viking fans. If if the bride side is Packer fans, I will I'll change the lyrics and get it on the microphone. Red Solo Cup. The Vikings still suck. Let's have a party. I think you just have and to look out into the attendees that are there and find out how many guys are wearing T-shirts and then decide how many Packer fans are But then are I'll change the, the lyrics or in the, the, on the second verse. Location. You know, I'll, I'll make friends with... Who wears a T-shirt at a... Packer fans wear T-shirts. No, they don't. Sorry. At a wedding? No. Oh, my God. Vikings fans wear baseball hats. And polos. But <laughs> Packer fans don't wear T-shirts. I'm not saying we're all super cool, but... You ever been to a wedding? And by the end of the night, they probably don't wear anything else either. Yeah. Half the guys are wearing t-shirts and NASCAR t-shirts at that. All the time. They are going to like Red Solo Cup. It's their favorite pair of Wranglers and a dirt track racing t-shirt. I'm sorry. Well, it's got to be the pair of Wranglers that has the biggest um, dip can ring in the back pocket, too. Yep. (laughs) I just remember I was, you know, dressed to the nines at my last wedding Spent a lot of money, and I had some people that came in to the like, talking to me and oh hey congratulations! I'm like hey, and I'm looking. I'm like, oh, did you get a new NASCAR or a new Packer T-shirt? Cool, thank you for wearing that to my wedding. That reminds me of a wedding you forced me to go to a while back, where everybody had to wear football shirts. I think you DJed that, didn't you? No. Where was it at? No, he did not. No, he didn't. He did not. No, same location. Yeah. Wedding. Okay. Different wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was an interesting one. I. I don't totally I, different. Eric was not there. We we were told everybody wear your football jerseys to the wedding. No, I wasn't at that one. We were still only at six. There six songs. There Thanks for keeping track, Kane. Yeah, you're welcome. But but, <laughs> but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the four that I have left and and up it because in the 20 years that that I've been doing this, I've never been able to get the straight answer. On this, why at the end of the night when I play Piano Man, everybody gets in a circle. And I get that. I get that. I completely get the reason for getting into a circle and while I play Piano Man. But the groomsmen take their pants off. And I have asked a groomsman why at the end of the song. And I'm like, Troy, come over here. Why I've been doing this Troy. for 20 years. I'm just using Troy as an example. <laughs> no, that, that's perfect. That's you know, a perfect whatever. example. Sounds like a guy that would take his pants off, <laughs> it's right? Like Kyle or Karen. <laughs> he didn't even have an yeah, answer. Troy, why do you and the groomsmen take your pants off during Piano Man and get in a circle? I don't know. They don't know. It's just been a thing. Nobody has been able to give me the clear answer on why they yeah, do that. That is a good question. I mean, because I feel like I we talked about it. it. I don't play piano, man. It's like, everybody take your pants off. No, I don't. They just do it. And I I can't get an answer on that. So that is the million-dollar question. Why groomsmen take their pants off? I think I get it. 
So it's 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 sort of the end of the wedding. It's your last ditch effort to try to pick yeah. up a bridesmaid. Yeah. Just show them the goods. Show the goods. Show the goods. Pick up a pick up a drunk bridesmaid. Seal that deal. But I, I think you probably should be facing outward instead of inward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How they always kind of sway inward. Well, that opens the, right. the flap it's, up for a preview of what you may or may not want to see, though. We well, I'm pretty sure if you're trying to seal the deal, that's something you want to see. It's not, it's not like baboons looking for a mate in the wild. Well, that's that's kind of exactly what a wedding is, my because friend. Because then, then they would turn around. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, they'd turn around. I don't get it. It's a mystery. It's the million-dollar question. Well, probably like $10,000 question because that's... Hey, if you can spend a million dollars on a wedding. I'm going to say a $3,000 question. Dollar uh, <laughs> fifty. It's the dollar fifty question. Moving on. Um, Eric, you also you also spent seven years as a radio DJ, correct? Yeah, I did. Uh, what stations uh, did, have you worked at? You really want to run the gauntlet on the uh, the resume for that? Oh, well, let's just keep it at your favorite radio stations. Can you do it in the form of a haiku? We're going to do favorites? Nobody, Nobody's going to fact check. Um, it was uh, Red Rock Radio, Town Square Media, and then it was Midwest Communications. So okay. if what I were to that? put that into layman's terms, uh, 102.5 The Hog, 98.9 KTCO, 92.1 The Beat, 94X, even before 94X, it was 106X, KQ, Mix 108, Cool 101.7, and B105. Yeah. yeah I've whored myself all over the fucking all over the radio dial. And the 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 common nomenclature in radio is if you haven't been fired three times in radio, you're not really a radio DJ. Huh. And three times. Interesting. That. So I've hit it. I've hit the Howard Stern thing, but not even anywhere close to that. So now what are your favorite hours to work? Morning shows, midday, work crowd? I'd rather work, do I'd rather do mornings, and if I didn't get mornings, it would be middays. Do you have a radio persona? As far as well, you have like Scott Savage, or you know, like yeah. you got like no Sherry I, Knight. I, I've had so many. Is that where Kramer schizo- came from? Yeah, schizophrenic names. Where I'm like what's your radio name? I mean, I've been Kramer, I've been Eric Dean, I've been Oh, Chaz. you're Eric Dean. I had no idea. Dean? Yeah. You're Eric Dean. Right. No fucking Dean way. All right. Yeah, Eric That's Dean. What, that's hey, we have Eric Dean on. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, Chaz and and all this stuff. And it's 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 one of those things where when you're in radio, the the nomenclature is you take your first name and then you take your Middle name, and then you put an S on it. So on KQ, I was Eric Michaels. Okay, okay. But I remember him too. But but then in 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 the same breath, it's you take your first name and then you put your last name as on the first avenue that you were born on. So I would have been Eric Clough, and that doesn't make any goddamn sense whatsoever. Doesn't sound good. Michael Michael Minneapolis just sounds like it should be a porn star. Mine would have been Dave Valley View. That's a whore name, Valley View. <laughs> yeah, mine would have been Dave Valley View. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there were there were a lot of nomenclatures. Of, I could see you as a Dave Valley yeah. View. You, I'd be, I'd be yeah. Nikki County Roadie. I think I saw that porn. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's either you, you take your first name and your middle name, you put an S on it, or your first name and your first pet 
or your first name and whatever avenue that you whatever you grew up on. I and really, I really like, now like I need to call Nikki my, North I need to... Avenue East just doesn't make any. Well, no, I my no, my first pet was a cow that we ate, uh, and I nicknamed him T Bone. Because I really. So it would have been Dave T Bone. You could have just yeah. been T Bone, man. That was T Bone would have been great. Why isn't that your nickname? <laughs> it's like all the way back to the Seinfeld George now. Costanza thing. Yeah. No, my, my sister's radio name was Ronnie Wells. And, like, she was on a few radio stations, but I don't know where she got Wells from. Or we had a well growing up. I don't know. So moving on, this kind of really ties into what I was saying. Uh, you know, we have the benefits. Uh, in theory, uh, you know, with an outline that we follow, uh, Kane makes us sound, makes us not sound like gibbering idiots. Does a very amazing job, by the way. Thank you. Um, what are Dave read the outline too ahead of time? Well, because then he would have said the word buffoon instead of idiot. Well, gibbering idiots, buffoons, whatever. Now, uh, you know, being live on air, you don't really have that luxury. Uh, you know, when you're running radios, you have sort of a guideline what you can and can't say. But what are some of your favorite live faux pas while on the radio? There, there are so many, so many things, and I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that when working in radio and you have a contest going mm-hmm. where you need to have the seventh caller. Or the ninth caller. If that logistically seventh caller chimes in and you get them on the line, if they are, huh, you're going to go to the eighth. And uh, I will tell you this without a shadow of a doubt. When, when you are trying to chime in as a winner on the radio station and you get that connection, you better be... Completely off the hinge, energetic as shit. Otherwise, we're going to go to the eighth. Yeah, you won. You logistically won as the seventh caller. But it's all about the logistics of recording you, energetic, and playing it back on the air. What's about content? It's so, all about content. So you're not really live on the air. No, we are live. When you are We're live. And I've done contests and trivia and all that stuff. You know, I'll ask a trivia question and they'll be like, uh, uh, seven. That would be the answer. Well, if you're not energetic about your answer, I'm going to get the next one. So that's live, though. So you have to answer. It's, it's all pre-recorded stuff okay. Okay. where we can edit it. You become your own editor. Well, exactly. Thing. Yeah. 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 So when they so, answer the phone, you have to be excited about winning or losing. Well, exactly. Yeah. Woo-hoo! So you are logistics. Okay. So I ask a, uh, a trivia question. Nikki, I'll use you as an example. Mm-hmm, yeah. You are the logistically seventh caller, which I've asked oh, for on the radio. Yeah. yeah. And if you go, all right, blah, 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 you're the seventh caller. What's your answer? Uh, blue. Tuna fish. Ah! Nope. Wrong answer. I'm going to go to the next oh. one. So it's all about energy. <laughs> Tuna When fish. you call into a radio station That's and nine times out of ten, they don't even know what the hell they're winning. Huh. They're just calling in to get on the their, air. On the air. We don't even know. Because I've done that a million times. Nine times out of ten, it's Oh hey Tiffany, you you won 
gift certificate to blah blah blah. I always wanted to go to blah blah blah. Thank you. Yeah, you, you well, what did I win? I'm like, are you serious? You didn't even know what you won, but you called in and you were logistically the the ninth caller. It's it's all about projection and enthusiasm. So. As far as my experience with radio and to anybody else that's going to call into a radio station to win, Assuming. enthusiasm is the key. And know what you're winning. Yeah. If you don't know what you're winning. Well, I've, I've heard that there are... They're just um, going to skip right over you and go into the next call. I, I've heard there, you know, so like there's a local radio station uh, here that does the mystery sound. Uh, I, think it's, I know exactly what it is. Yeah. And they've been doing that for years. Yeah. So, but a problem that they've ran into is there are people from all over the country that'll fucking tune in, you know, just to try to put their input in on what the secret sound is. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a little unfair as well. And I've heard stories of people doing that. And then the radio DJ asks, oh, okay, well, who, what's your favorite radio station? They're just like, uh. It's all <laughs> staged. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't you mean to tell know. me my favorite radio DJ is not a raging alcoholic? Is that how that works? That's how yes. it works. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, since we've hit the double zero here on the final shot clock uh, before we close this out, you know, now our bread and butter here is bar stories. Now, you were telling us one. Personal. As far as bar stories? Yes. I don't know. I, I think the only crowning jewel that I've ever had at, at, at being at a bar outside of DJing. Mm -hmm. Is that? That that's where we're going at. Yeah, would be at uh, uh, Norms when uh, they had We Golf, and uh, I got into a fight with my best friend over the game. Over the game, We Golf will do that though. Yeah, if you haven't played We Golf, you should yeah. play. We tennis will do or this don't thing. don't play with your best friend. Play we with some game. Just, just kind of know. Yeah, just, any it just we just bowling makes, is just competitive. Yeah, bowling <laughs> just just turns friends into enemies. Yeah. Like, so only play. Well, then you can move over to we boxing, and then it just turns friends into <laughs> enemies. Lot, lot lot nobody wins with we. I kind of feel like that's why we kind of died is because it it tore friendships <laughs> apart. I, I, yes. think, I think it, we it, is it, up there with Nintendo really screwed friendships all over the Nintendo globe. Nintendo had a They were trying to bring idea. people together with the idea of the Wii. But they then... took sports into a personal level. No, they took sports into a dick level. Yeah. So, Eric, how, how does one get a hold of your euphoric entertainment? Uh, you can get a hold of me anytime through Facebook euphoric entertainment llc or you can get a hold of me on my cell 218-591-5572 okay there you go ladies you have his phone number now uh we will also post that just yeah we'll, we'll post the links and uh, your contact information to our page yeah so with that being said let's uh let's have this final shot eric Cheers. thank you guys for having me i appreciate it's been it so much fun pleasure having you on great man. time we are very happy to be back recording above the Tower Avenue Tavern. We cannot believe we are VIP in the VIP lounge. Uh, tonight's bar service provided by on-the-fly bar service professionals. If you are a bar owner in need of a fill-in or have a private party in need of bar service, contact John McGee. Uh, his contact information is on our page. Right? It's on our page. Johnny? You run the page. Okay. 
If you are enjoying our content, please consider donating to our Patreon. We are looking to update and buy new equipment. Also, whiskey is not free. Uh, so, from Barstool Banter, I'm Dave. And I'm Nikki. I'm Johnny. I'm Kane. And I had a sip. And I'm Eric. <laughs> Thank you for joining us again. Have enjoy the rest of your day.